0: While many women love going on group rides, there are many others, myself included, who actually prefer to ride by themselves. And even if group rides are totally your jam, there might be days where riding solo makes more sense. Solo cycling allows you to fit in a ride on your own schedule, accomplish your training objectives, and get a little me time. That said, there are many women who feel intimidated by heading out for a ride by themselves. They might be worried about their safety, or they might be concerned about fixing their bike if it breaks down while they're out on their own. In this podcast, I will share seven tips on how to bike by yourself, safely and confidently. These are all strategy I personally employ and have gotten me through thousands and thousands of solo miles over the years, so I know they'll work for you too. Those tips are coming up right after this intro. You're listening to the Femme Cyclist Podcast, and I'm your host, Kristen Bonkoski. Like most of you, I'm a bicycle-obsessed rider and sometimes racer. Each week, I'll bring you interviews from inspiring women and offer tips and tricks to help you thrive on the bike. At Femme Cyclist, we celebrate all forms of riding and all forms of women. So whether you're a road racer, bike commuter, or hardcore shredder, You'll find your tribe here. The first thing is to have a well stocked saddlebag or hydration pack. One thing I've seen over and over again over the years is women going on group rides or pedaling with their significant other, but relying on others to have all the essentials. I've been guilty of this a time or two myself, so I'm not judging. But it's so, so important to learn to be self-reliant, especially if you're going to be riding on your own. Make sure to have in your saddlebag or your hip pack or your hydration pack, whatever you like to carry gear, make sure that you have at a minimum these things. A pump and or CO2 cartridges. I personally like to have both because it's extra backup. You should have a spare tube and or tube patches. Again, I think it's better just to have a spare tube and then worry about patching tubes when you're at home. Tire levers. A bike-specific multi-tool. A spare chain link and chain breaker. If your multi-tool doesn't already have a chain breaker, that is and also some spare calories i like putting cliff shot blocks or a gel in my bag and those should not be your primary calories just emergency ones in case you're ever out by yourself and you bonk it will get you home safely for rides in more remote areas you should also have additional items and i have written a post of 13 things you should take on every backcountry ride I will include a link to that in the show notes. But those are just additional items that you should have when you're riding in rural areas or out in the mountains all by yourself and include things like an emergency blanket and just other items that will help you stay safe if you're by yourself. And then finally, in terms of physical safety, you might also want to carry a whistle and or pepper spray. I personally don't carry either, But if you want to be really truly safe and you're worried about your physical safety, then those are great things to take along as well. The next things you should make sure that you have along with you are cash and a fully charged cell phone. These might seem like common sense, but common sense, and I have found, is not always common practice. Make sure your cell phone has a fully charged battery before you leave the house. You don't want it to die halfway through your ride. And by having a fully charged cell phone, you'll always be able to call for help or navigate your way home if you get lost. I also think it's a great idea to carry some cash or a credit card. You never know when you might need to pay an entry fee somewhere or grab a snack from a convenience store. Uh, You might need to buy a spare tube off of a fellow rider or even if you end up with some kind of mechanical, you could always limp your way to a local bike shop and get their help if you have money to pay them. There are very few problems I've found that you can't get out of with a cell phone and a little bit of money. The next tip is possibly the very most important one if you're biking by yourself and that is learn how to fix your darn bike, ladies. Don't rely on other people. You need to know how to do basic mechanical skills to take care of yourself when you're out riding by yourself. Carrying a pump and tube isn't going to help you if you don't know how to change a flat tire. Take time before or you go out and ride by yourself to learn how to fix basic mechanical issues. And these should include things like changing a flat tire, reattaching a slipped chain, repairing a broken chain, that's where that chain breaker and quick link come into play, and also know how to use a multi-tool to th- do things like tightening bolts and raising and lowering your saddle. None of these things are too challenging. They're all things that you are capable of, no matter how mechanically inclined or disinclined you are. I am not the most mechanical person and I have learned how to do all of these things. Um, You can learn skills by watching YouTube videos. You could ask a friend who already knows how to come over and teach you, give her a beer in exchange for helping teach you some mechanical skills. Or you could try taking a local clinic for women. I've found that many bike shops and women's cycling clubs offer mechanical clinics for women periodically throughout the year. And we at FemCyclist have compiled a list of women's cycling clubs all over North America. I'll include a link to that in the show notes. But check that out and you can reach out. It's a great way to start by reaching out to one of those clubs and seeing if they offer any mechanical skills clinics or if they know of local bike shops or other organizations in your area that help and offer um, to teach women how to take care of themselves and take care of their bikes. The next thing you should know before you're headed out on a ride by yourself is to let someone know where you're going and give them a way to find you. You want to let someone, whether it's your significant other or your best friend or even your mom, know that you're going out, and give them a general idea of what your route's going to be. It's also a good idea to use modern technology to let them keep tabs on you. We're very blessed to live in a time where we can use these tools to keep us safe. Um, If you're going to be riding in a remote area without a cell phone reception, a spot tracker is a good idea. This little device requires a subscription fee, but it allows your family to track you online. Uh, You don't have to have a cell phone signal for it. And it also lets you send a request for help if you have an emergency. So that's for when you're riding in areas that do not have cell phone service. If you are staying in areas that do have reliable cell service, then you can just use your phone. There are some really great apps that help you do that. The easiest one is just the Google Maps app. If you already have the Google Maps app on your phone, you can turn on the location sharing feature. Um, Other good app is Strava. If you use Strava for your rides, they have beacon via the safety pack it does cost two dollars a month but that's a really good option for sharing your location if you have a garmin you can use live track and a few other apps that you might want to check out are the real-time gps tracker app and also the right road id app so you can see there's no shortage of tools you can use to help share your location you might just want to try a couple and see which works best for you The next thing is to make sure that you carry identification and emergency contact information on you when you go ride. God forbid something horrible happens to you, you get hit by a car, you're in some kind of accident, you want to make sure you have both identification so first responders can figure out who you are and then also emergency contact information so they know who to call. One really easy way to kill two birds with one stone is wearing a road ID bracelet. These customizable bracelets include information like your name, emergency contact numbers, and even medical information. I think that every cyclist should have one of these bracelets. They're cheap. Um, They have all the information you need right there in one place. If you're riding on the road, make sure that you're super visible. A big pack of cyclists is a lot more visible than a solo cyclist. Um, That doesn't mean that riding in big groups doesn't have risks. It still can. There's still plenty of incidents where drivers hit groups of cyclists. But nonetheless, riding by yourself, you are just less visible and your visibility is more important. You need to spend more time on it. So if you are riding alone on the road, I recommend focusing on three different things. The first is making sure that your bike is visible. You can put reflective tape on your frame or a lot of bikes nowadays actually come already with reflective tape and reflective features on the frame so if you're lucky enough to have a bike like that that's awesome Um, another option is just to add some lights or additional reflectors to your wheels anything that makes the bike more visible is important the next thing is to make sure that your body itself is visible there are all kinds of accessories nowadays that are made with high-vis fabrics Um, There are high-vis helmets and high-vis shoes and high-vis jackets and high-vis shorts. And these don't look as dorky as you might think they do. There's a lot of like cool, more fashion-forward cycling apparel designs nowadays. So go ahead and check some of those out. The third thing, and this is particularly important when you're riding in the dark or during hours just after sunrise or at dusk, is to make sure that you're wearing lights on your bike These are so helpful for getting cars to see you. If you want even more tips on this topic, go ahead and check out our podcast episode on riding in the dark. My last tip is for you if you are riding off-road or mountain biking, you want to think about how popular the trail is that you're going to be using. The more populated it is, the more likely you'll be able to get help if needed. I had a friend who actually crashed and got knocked unconscious when she was riding by herself on her mountain bike. And luckily, she was in a fairly populated area where not long after she crashed, a hiker came upon her and was able to call 911 and get her help. Had she been out all by herself, who knows how long she would have laid there before someone found her. So... I personally like to choose trails that are more popular, that have more traffic on them when I'm riding by myself, so I'm not out there all by myself, even though I might be riding alone. Uh, there are still plenty of women who like to go bikepacking on their own into the backcountry on their own, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But if you are concerned about your personal safety, and it's keeping you from riding alone, then think about how you can mitigate some of those risks and start out by riding in more heavily populated areas. I hope those tips helped you, and if you have a great idea that I didn't include here on tips for riding alone, please head on over to our website. I've included a link in the show notes to a article with all of these tips, and I'd love it if you went there, left a comment, gave some tips for women who are worried about riding by themselves and help spread your knowledge to the rest of the female cycling community. If you liked this episode, I would also greatly appreciate if you went and left us a review. It helps get the word out and to help grow the Femme Cyclist community. Thanks so much and until next time, happy riding.